welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I believe there's a rhythm and art in everything that we do. This is my journey about how I went from being a hip hop dancing engineer to a multifamily real estate investor. If you wanna learn more about how you can start investing in real estate, stay tuned to learn from multifamily real estate investors and hear how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. For today's guest, this is you're actually the person that inspired me to create this podcast in the first place. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I think this is, this is my first time actually telling you too, <laughs> but you come from across the country out of central Florida, creator of the real estate investing made simple podcast, host of the great greater Orlando multifamily meetup group, looking to empower to chase their dream, others to chase their dreams and help others invest passively into real estate. Please give a warm welcome to Bailey Kramer. Yes. Taylor, thank you so much for having <laughs> me on. Super excited. Awesome. 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 So, I mean, just, uh, Let's, let's just start out with how, how did you get started? In the yeah. Season? So, yes. Yeah, so like you said, in my, in my intro I'm from, I live in central Florida. So <clears throat> to go a little further, I am a junior in college and kind of how everyone, you know, when you're in college, you're like, all right, I have X amount of time left. What am I going to do afterwards? So right. that's kind of how I was about a year ago from, from a year ago in December, 2019, December. And I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do after college. I knew that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial because I've always had that in me, mm-hmm. but I just didn't, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just curious to just learn about new things. And I typed up on the internet, best personal finance books. Cause that was always a topic that was interesting to me. Right. And one book that came up on every single list was rich dad, poor dad. Of course. And I, the rich and dad I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. And I know we talked about that last time we, uh, we had a conversation together, but such a big book and uh, has such a big impact on so many different people mm-hmm. and had kind of the same exact effect for me. I read that book and just kind of fell, fell in love with so many things he was saying. But one thing that, that really stuck out to me was he mentioned real estate investing a few times in the book. It's not a real estate investing book, but he mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But then I looked him up afterwards and it said, you know, worth X amount of dollars and, you know, real estate played a huge role in his, in his wealth building. So I said, well, that's interesting. What's this whole real estate thing about? So my next step after that was finding bigger pockets. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with bigger pockets. If not, I like to think of it as the LinkedIn or Facebook for real estate investors. Real estate. Right. So that's kind of what bigger pockets is. And they have a whole education platform and podcasts and webinars, all this stuff. So that was kind of the next step that kind of brought me to the next level. Mm. Got it. Got it. So, so you were on bigger pockets then. And, um, where was the transition? Like, so were you just looking at all different types of real estate or, or what, what were you like particularly looking for in bigger pockets? What yeah, did that look like? And, yeah, that's a great question because something that I found too, is there are a million different avenues in real estate. You could talk, there's so many different strategies, so many asset classes, you can go on and on and on for literally months and you'll learn something new every single time. So what happened for me is after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and I found Bigger Pockets, I just listened to their podcast all day, every day, in between classes, during class, before, you know, and right. every single episode, I was learning something new, a new strategy, a new story, a new perspective. And that's what kind of kept me just listening more and more and more because every single time there was something, there was something new about it, whether it was someone who went from flips and then single family. Then I heard about wholesaling. 
Then I heard about an Airbnb strategy, mm-hmm. you know, like you name it, they, they talk about it. Right. <laughs> right so, absolutely. so I, so I literally spent probably two months, give or take of just consuming information from their podcast. I also picked up a few of their books. I also went to some of their webinars, but for the most part, it was really just consuming information from their podcast. And I was just every, every day I was like, wow, that's cool. Wow. That's cool. Learn, learning something new. So that was kind of, that was kind of the start with, with bigger pockets. Nice, nice, nice. And then was there anything, so, so now, you know, I've, I've listened, I've listened to your podcast too, and I, it definitely sounds like there's an emphasis on, on multifamily, right? So what was the part about multifamily that really attracted you to be like, wow, this is, this is my way in. This is what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Well, there was a few different factors. Um, so I'll start, uh, I'll, I'll name the few as well. Uh-huh. So the first one, after listening to about two months of podcasts, I decided, all right, I need to start networking with some people, talk to people who are actually doing it and see what's going on. So I went to the bigger pockets. They have like a chat feature. So mm-hmm. I'd put in uh, whoever lived in Orlando, I would reach out to him, send him a message. And from that, I would say, hey, you know, can I pick your brain? Can we chat over the phone? Whatever. And I would kind of just hear their story. And everyone had a completely different story, but a few things that were kind of similar. And one thing that I noticed that everyone's story had the same or most people was either, hey, I've been in single family for 20 years. I've been now, now I've been in multifamily for a few years. I'm telling you, go multifamily. And hmm. then they, they tell me the reasons why. So interesting. it was a lot of learning. So the first part was learning from other people's mistakes and reg- almost regrets in a way. They, they, they just said they stuck in single family too long for their scalability and their liking. So that, so after hearing that, you know, 20, 30 times, maybe that was one factor that, that kind of ticked it for me. The other thing, well, there, there was really a few, but one of the other huge ones was I was thinking, okay, there's so many different strategies, so many different asset classes, where do I want to go? And the reason why like the residential um, asset class came out, not office, not retail, not industrial, mm-hmm. it's, it's housing. It's super easy to understand you don't even have to be in real estate to understand that people live in places like that's it's a super simple concept. Right. So that was the pull to, to residential. Now the pull, that thing that pulled me to multifamily besides talking to people and hearing multifamily is more scalable. It's more efficient. All that kind of thing was I said to myself, okay, if I went the single family route, I don't have the capital to go single family route. So, so one, one thing that I kept hearing from other people is, well, I don't have that much money. So I'll start with single family. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start with single family because I don't have this, but for me, it was okay. If I analyze like a single family versus a multifamily, mm-hmm. and I truly think that multifamily is more scalable, more efficient, bring on other people. And I, and I was already pulled to that. I said, okay, if I don't have the money for single family, I don't have the money for multifamily. So what can I do next? So I, I, I realized then that me bringing my own capital was not going to be my piece to the puzzle. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm just going to chase the asset class that I like better because it's, it's not the capital that's going to hold me back. Because if it was, a, if it was all, all based on the capital, I wouldn't be doing either. But I realized, you know, capital is out of the picture. Let me, I like multifamily better 
for many mm-hmm. reasons. Let me right. go chase that. Got it. Got it. No, I love that. I love that. And, and you know, Grant, I remember Grant Cardone also saying this too, where it's just like, it's, it's almost takes the same amounts of, of effort from going from single family to multifamily. Cause there's always like this narrative where people are saying, Oh, start small. Um, and, and then you can go into apartments, but sometimes they stay too small for too long. And then they, it's, it's a constant like push out of like getting out of your comfort zone. So, you know, I respect, a, I respect you a lot for just going right into, into multifamily. Right. So, so I do want to dive into when you were reaching out to these people on bigger pockets, uh, was there ever really any fear since, since you're so young into this and you, and you don't have capital, like what was, what was that experience like? Yeah. So at the time when I was reaching out to people, I was 19 years old, which oh, now I'm 20, geez. but so it's, it's really like a, from a psychological standpoint, the difference between 19 and 20 is like, for, for me at the time was like a huge difference. 19, I felt like I could have been still in high school or something. Like it, it, I felt super young. And that was one thing that I was so nervous about. It was the biggest, one of the biggest limiting beliefs I had was I'm too young. No one's going to take me seriously. You know, I, how can I do this? How can I be talking to these people at 19 years old? That was the biggest fear I had. <clears throat> then after talking to a few, you know, just building up the courage to just, let me just talk to a few people. What, what can really happen? People were like, dude, you're 19. And they were kind of hyping me, hyping me up and like, they, they helped me build my confidence. And what I realized from that process was there's no, you know, first of all, there's no right age to get into real estate. Obviously, right. if you ask anybody, they'll say, I wish I started 20 years ago, but that's about <laughs> it. There's no, there's no, there's no golden time really. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I realized that being young was actually my advantage. And at first I was like, this is the biggest disadvantage. And that's super natural way to think. But now I'm at the point where I feel like I have such a big advantage because of my age. Yeah. And that was, I was, I was definitely going through the, the same things. Like since I didn't have any capital and I didn't really have any, any money, where can I really find this, uh, my way into this part of the puzzle? Cause I mean, multifamily is a team sport and, and I feel like right. there's always this narrative of just like adding value, adding value, adding value. Um, but when you're, when we're so young, it's, it's, it's hard to find that path into where you're adding value from it. And so that's why right. it's just like, it's super inspiring that you, um, put yourself out there just to meet these people and you're not necessarily like shoving your value and just like saying like, Hey, hey mentor me or do this or do right. that. Um, it, it just sounds like you're like looking for just looking to help them out, but also getting to know them and know the problems before you try and fix their problems. Right. Right. You know? No, yeah, so I mean, in, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say in the beginning, like the very first few phone calls, I had no idea what I wanted to get out of these people. I was just like, I just need to talk to someone who's actually doing it. And, you know, I, 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 in the beginning, I had a few questions prepared, but it was really just, I, I really just wanted to get to know them and hear what they're actually doing. Cause you hear them, you hear people on the podcast, you, you read books, but it was like, all right, I need to talk to these people to really like build that relationship and, and hear from them one-on-one what mm-hmm. they actually do, what's going on and, and hear their, hear their story. Yeah, it and it, that's crazy to me to like for me to think about too. Just because like in my mind when I like was first reaching out to people as well, it's just like, oh, I you talking talking about your self limiting beliefs. It was it was all about, um, oh, they're not gonna waste their time with some young kid. But it just right. seems like everyone is very 
accepting to, to people like coming in and adding value to like other people. So it, it just seems like such a team sport that, that I love about. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to, I want to touch on, so, so going back. So I think, honestly, I think you're a networking artist. Right? Cause could you gave me, you gave me some tips when that really helped me out in reaching out and feeling comfortable uh, with, with reaching out to other people. So, so I'd love if you could just dive into, into those, into those, into your method. Yeah. So I, I have a few different methods and strategies to that, that I use and I still use, but I use more heavily when I knew nobody of how, how to build my network. So the first one I'll touch on, because I know all of your listeners do this is when you listen to podcasts at the end of the show, I reach out to the guests. So sounds super simple. But let's kind of break it down a little bit. Most people that listen to podcasts, they hear the information. It's great. And then they either go on to the next podcast. Maybe they go eat the sandwich. They do something else and they, <laughs> that's it. But what, the, what, what an opportunity that so many people miss out on, and it's super simple, is at the end of every single podcast that I've ever listened to, the guest gives out at least one method of how you can get in contact with them whether it's through LinkedIn, Instagram, people give their phone numbers out. So, you know, that there, there's some way that you can get in contact with them. So what I do is at the end of the, each podcast that I listen to, I, whatever method they say, if they say, hey, reach out to me on LinkedIn, love to connect. I'll go on LinkedIn, I'll say, and, I, and I'll write kind of a personalized message to them. So I'll say like for me, hey, Bailey, I heard you on Taylor's podcast. I really appreciated or liked or admired that you, and then X, Y, Z, whatever kind of you took out of the show. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just say, I'd love to connect with you further. Thanks. And then your name. So something super simple, but keeping it personalized as well. And, you know, if you're listening to a podcast a day, after 30 days, that could be 30 high level people you're talking to. So that's one strategy that I think a lot of people miss out on but people are literally inviting you to reach out to them. So it's, it's a super effective method. Yeah. That's actually how I reached out to you. I heard you on, on Van Hagee's podcast and I yeah. was like, Hey, I just heard you on this podcast. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. And then uh, what was the other strategy you were talking about? Or you mentioned? Yeah. So another thing I do is as meetup groups. Meet so groups. now, especially in this COVID environment, there's a virtual meetup group virtually every single night like there's a time almost every single day and we talked about meetup groups before too mm -hmm. but people are hosting them every single day every week so one of the best strategies and again all, all these things that i'm that i'm mentioning so like for example if you cold call somebody it's a cold call because they don't know you you don't know them you have no commonality and they don't know you're calling right but stuff right. like the podcast, stuff like the meetup group, when you create that, that mutual connection and say, oh, I heard you on this. Oh, I saw you here. Oh, we were both at this place. The, it brings it from a cold introduction to a warm introduction. So Just like that's that. one thing. So, so for the meetups, for example, you know, when there's 20 people on the meetup, 30 people on the meetup, what I do is I go through, I screenshot everyone's name, or you can just save the chat, but somewhere or another, save everyone's name from the meetup group. Mm -hmm. Then afterwards I go to LinkedIn. That's, I really just do LinkedIn for this one and I'll type up their name 
find them and I'll send them a message. Hey, I saw we were both at Taylor's meetup or whoever's meetup would love to learn about you and connect further. Boom. You're at a meetup and, and, and most meetups have anywhere from 15 to 30, maybe even more people. So, and, and I'm telling you, these happen daily. So if you're really in, a, in an urge to meet a ton of people and you want to build your, your network fast, this is a phenomenal way because you're literally meeting 30 new people a night. It takes all but five, 10 minutes to reach out to all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, the, real, the real networking starts when you talk to them, get them on the phone and stuff like that. But as a, as a base, those, those are two of the, my top ways that I like to network with people and, and really grow my network. Yeah, there, there's two things that definitely stood out to me just in that. Um, and and when when the, the cool thing about how there's so many different meetups is that like you're touching on touching on COVID where everyone is starting to do Zoom now, like I could jump into your meetup out over in Florida and meet all the investors over there or whoever's in, right. in your network. Right. And so I think it's just incredible to think that, you know, we don't have to jump on a plane or we don't have to have a, a cold call where there's just a warm introduction. It's just one of the easiest ways to meet people, right? And then exactly. the, the, the second part that I just loved about that was just the follow-up. And I, and I feel like that is uh, often lacking. It's like people go to these, but then there's no follow-up afterwards. And then the, the concept kind of just fades away. Right. And so, yeah, no, I, I, love, I love that strategy. So when, when you started your own meetup then, was that... I mean, I can imagine that's, that's kind of scary, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it was funny because what you said before kind of reminded me what happened to me not too long ago. So you were saying, you know, I was one of the people that inspired you to start the podcast and how we connected is you reached out to me and, you know, I heard you on this podcast. So similar method. So taking it back to how I started the meetup, it was so taking it back, I was reaching out to people that I saw, I heard on podcasts, I saw at meetups. And one of these people, his name is Cody Laughlin and he's out of Texas. Cody Laughlin, and, okay. Yeah, super awesome guy. And he also, he has a podcast as well. Awesome guy. I and mean, he, he also meet up. But basically what happened was I was doing this thing where I was just eager to network with people. So I got him on the phone. He was super nice. And we were just talking and we, we followed up every few weeks and just kind of catching up staying, staying in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. And he told me he had a meetup and I said, Oh, that's awesome. Maybe I'll do one in like two years or like when I'm like down the line, that sounds like a cool <laughs> thing I want to do. Right. And he, and he just said, why don't you just start it now? And I was like, <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? Like how, how could I possibly start? Like, I, I don't know any, I don't know much about real estate. I, you know, who am I to just start a meetup? Right. So right. it was, Somebody who I literally just randomly, not randomly, I, I, but I, someone I connected with pretty blindly just, Hey, I, I saw you on a podcast or maybe I met him at a meetup group, but it was just from a simple conversation where he just pushed me a little bit. He just put, he just implanted that idea and gave me that confidence because it's totally natural for people to think, I don't have, I don't have this experience. How could I do this? It's t- totally natural. Right. But when you surround yourself with, the types of people who can just crush any limiting belief, it's, it'll take you so much farther, right? If I was just sitting in my room, not talking to anybody, I would never have had the idea to start a meetup group. I, I, I would never have had that confidence that I could start a meetup group, honestly. But 
just having that conversation and him implanting that idea, I said, all right. And, and that's when I kind of started to look into it further and, and I kind of just made it happen. Just took the leap of faith, just, just jumped, <laughs> jumped for it and went, and went for it. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I respect that. I, I, I respect that a ton. And uh, something, something I want to touch on that you, that you said too, is like when you're talking about surrounding yourself with just like like-minded people, I mean, was, was there anybody in your family that was into multifamily investing or into real estate investing? No, really no one in my family. I, I, I until I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad back in December, that mm-hmm. was like my introduction to the idea of real estate investing. Before that, I didn't really, I didn't really know anything about it. Didn't, I, I knew of people who might've done it, but I didn't know what that even meant. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't have any connection to it. So that was one of the big things to me is when, especially when you're, when you're trying something new, you have a new idea. When you talk to people like your family members who mm-hmm. don't do it, they, they have the, the first reaction is protection. Like, oh, that might be too risky. <laughs> this, that, you know, that whole thing. And, and my right. family is actually very supportive of it, uh-huh. but they're not the people that I want to be talking multifamily real estate with because they're not in it. They don't have experience with it. So even though I'm very fortunate that they're very supportive of it, they're still not the people that I want to be mainly talking to about it. Obviously, I want to fill them in on all the details, all that stuff. But as far as advice, as far as next steps, they're not the people that I want to turn to. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like, you know, that, you know, it's the same, same as same with me, right? There's that, like my, my family's supportive, but like, there's that first interaction where like, ah, oh, way too risky. Like they just want to yep. like, like coddle you, protect <laughs> you. Like they don't want your feelings to get hurt or your dreams to get trust, tr- crushed. And it's, um, yeah, no, very, very similar story. So, you know, so you wanted to surround yourself with, with like-minded individuals, right? I know that you're also in the make it happen mastermind. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just getting into, into that group is, is, in, is incredible. Cause you know, I've, I've been following a couple of the other people there too. And it just seems like everyone's just doing deals, 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 deals. And the fact that you're so young into that, I would love to just get your thought process of what it's like being inside that mastermind and how it's helped yeah. you. Yeah. And I just want to say quickly, a, a quick story about how I even found out about the mastermind, because this kind of ties it all in with the networking piece we were talking about, reaching out mm-hmm. to people on bigger pockets, meetup yeah. groups, that that's how I found out about this, about this mastermind group. So somebody that I messaged on bigger pockets and he, he was, he had the title Orlando. So that's how I reached out to him. Okay. So from that, I said, Hey, my name's Bailey. I'm just getting started this, that, that. And I asked him after a few conversations back and forth, I said, do you know of any meetup meetups happening tonight or any, any, yeah, any, any meetups, webinars happening tonight? Mm-hmm. And he literally said, here's, here's a link to this one. It's, ha- it's starting in 30 minutes. And I said, all right, let's, let's go check it out. See what it's all about. And that's where the, the, the head and the founder of the make it have a mastermind, Marco Barbaro, it was his webinar. So it was totally, awesome. it was totally by fate, by luck, by, by chance, whatever you want to call it. But it was just the idea of like you're networking and it's going to lead to something. You can't really predict what it's going to lead to but it's going to be something. So it was crazy how he literally said, here's this one. It's starting in 20, 30 minutes. If you want to go, go for it. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, it was, that was crazy in itself. But as far as the mastermind goes, 
and just the concept of a mastermind, it's, it's, you know, there's tons of different ones out there, but kind of the concept of it is you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are all chasing the same goal. So, you know, that's the simplest way of saying it, Mm -hmm. but the things that come from it, besides just the energy, the motivation, the confidence is, is you're, you're, you're surrounding yourself with a network of people who are all chasing the same thing. And, and just having that community is, is definitely the biggest, biggest factor in it. Yeah. It's almost like a support group just to like keep you accountable for really just trying, trying to chase something. That's something that I was, that I was really struggling with over here in the Bay Area. To say, I mean, you know, since no one in my immediate network was really into multifamily right. investing, you know, just trying to join that mastermind is that mastermind just sounds like the, the golden ticket to, to the people that I want to surround myself with. Right. Right. Um, and, and just to, and just to clarify too, these, these people in these masterminds, they're, they're all over the country, right? Yeah. So this mastermind in particular too, people are from all over. So we have people from Florida, from New York, there's probably people in California, Texas, like you name it, they're there. And the other thing that's mm-hmm. unique too, is everyone has a different background and a different place that they're at. So there's anywhere from there's teachers, there's engineers, there's doctors, lawyers, any profession you can really think of, they're in this group. There's people who are full-time. There's people who are part-time real estate. There's people uh, who, are, who already have 100 doors, people who have zero doors. So it's really a wide spectrum of people. But what's great about it is everyone can kind of, this is, I've seen a picture and a quote, everyone can kind of reach one arm up to somebody who can kind of pull you up a little bit who have a little bit more experience, Mm -hmm. but you can also reach down at the same time and help other people with different parts of the business as well. So for me, you know, something I reach, something I help other people with is maybe more that social media side, more of the podcast branding side, Mm -hmm. but something that I'm less familiar with is the real estate side compared to someone who has a hundred doors. So being able to just add value in different ways. And, and that's, that's the best part of being in the community is you have strengths, you have weaknesses, but there's people in there who have the opposite as you. And, and that's, that's where, that's like the best situation you can have when, when you're able to help somebody, but you're also able to get something as well from maybe somebody else, the same person, doesn't matter. Just being, right. being surrounded in that community. It's, it's a mutual beneficial relationship, right? Right. And you know, since, since you're a young guy and I'm sure there's like, you know, the real estate phenom, you know, up yeah. there that, that just has so many doors. They're not also keeping up with just how fast social media is or like these outreach right. or like they, they did a very traditional way of, of um, reaching out to these investors. Right. Um, and so I, I see where your value point is, is being added to this group. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. So, so I do want to go now into uh, this section that I call creator's corner. And so for this section of the show, we dive deeper into the artist's mind and, and, and background. And so I ask eight questions, starts out from pretty simple, and then it gets a little more complex as we go down the list. Um, so, oh, let's so here do we it. go. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, first, easy question. Favorite, what is your favorite hobby slash sport? Favorite sport, basketball. Love basketball. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I mean, favorite player? LeBron James all day, hands down. Ah, <laughs> and also uh, to throw in there, not a Warriors fan at all. Oh opposite of a Warriors fan. Oh my gosh. Coming from the Bay Area, that's uh, knives in yeah. my heart. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're still cool. We're still cool. Uh, okay. Favorite movie. Number two. Favorite movie. 
favorite movie. That's tough. I'm not a huge movie guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything funny? So anything with Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart, <laughs> okay. um, any, anything like that? Really, uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. Anything that will give me a laugh, I'm in for. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, favorite real estate book. Ooh, favorite real estate book. You know, I a lot of the real estate, a lot of the books I read aren't strictly real estate related. I have okay. read a few of Brandon Turner's books. Okay. Um, it was like the guide to real estate investing. That was an awesome book. Uh-huh. Um, or business book, I, favorite real estate or business book. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely say rich dad, poor dad. Okay. And for the people, cause I know a lot of people have read that one. If you haven't, <laughs> if you've read rich dad, poor dad, the go giver is another great business mindset book as well. I love the go giver that, that attitude yeah. instead of the go getter, go giver. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, who's your biggest role model? Ooh, wow. Biggest role model. Yeah. I think I, 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 for me, it's tough because I, I don't really pinpoint one specific person. I think I have different role models and different for different aspects of my life. So as far as being a family man, my dad, number one, as far as being a big mindset guy, Grant Cardone, as far as being, you know, my immediate mentor in the real estate world, I have a few, my, the, no, Marco Barbaro and a few people like that. So di- different parts of, of my life and aspects of it, a few different mentors for that. Got it. No, I, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, what skill are you currently trying to improve on right now? A skill I'm trying to improve a lot of skills, <laughs> but I, I think, I think one of the main ones is talk, talking on the phone with people kind of like the co- the cold call type calls. Mm-hmm. So kind of the, those direct marketing strategies and just being able to build rapport and build credibility and not scare anybody off from the initial phone call for direct, for direct to seller marketing. Yeah, no, I, the reason why I asked that question, just because I feel like in this industry, like every, everyone is really a student. There's not really one yeah. person that knows absolutely everything about all of real estate, about all of multifamily. 100%. And so, and so it, it's always cool just to hear that people are still learning in oh, this industry. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could probably name 50 other things that I'm still trying to work <laughs> on as well, but, um, but yeah, I mean, everything, everything's always in, always, always in progress. There's never, there's never really a finish line of a, of a skill. I think you're, everyone's always developing and learning and getting better and evolving. So that's, you, you nailed it there. No. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you know, next question, what is one thing that you're doing that you would say is outside of your comfort zone right now? Something I'm doing that's outside of my comfort zone. I would say, I would say two main things. One social media, mm-hmm. trying to build a brand that's, you know, brand new to me too. So that's one thing that's, that's new, sometimes uncomfortable. Uh, I, I would say that's, that's the main thing is, is figuring out, you know, how I want to build my brand, what platforms do I want to do TikToks? Do I want to do dance? You know, there's so many different, <laughs> so many different avenues. Um, right. And that, that's uncomfortable, but exciting and, and super fun too. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I will say, I love your brand. I, to be honest, I've, I mean, I've, not that I was like stalking you or anything, but I definitely was like seeing you just pop up in all these different like circles. Like when, when Jake and Gino had like that property challenge, like I saw your right. name over there and I was just like, Oh, what's up Bailey? I was like, Hey, this guy's cool. Um, I want to, I want to get to know him. So, so yeah, no, love the brand, love the brand. So appreciate it. 
Uh, next, next question. What advice would you give to yourself if you had to do it all over again? Ooh, Granted, you're being question. super young right now, right. so there's not really much time to start, right. start over, but yeah, I mean, for myself, I would, I would, I would have given the rich dad, poor dad book to me four years ago <laughs> or <laughs> years ago, okay. but, but really I would just say advice to me and advice to, to anybody really is especially in the beginning stages there you know a lot there's a lot of nerves that take place in literally every single part of networking real estate deals any anything but you just got to you just got to do it and and get over the hump because you do it once it's so uncomfortable the first time no first podcast episode super uncomfortable <laughs> first first deal is going to be super uncomfortable but once the faster you get the first over with the better it will be. And, and also, you know, the first time you do something, the worst that could happen, you know, it, it, there's not really any, there's it, always like things in your mind that you think could, could go wrong. But even if those things happen, nothing can really go wrong. So I would say just go for things a little bit quicker. No, I love that. I love that. And to touch on, on your uncomfortable moment, I definitely had that uncomfortable moment when, and I'm sure you've definitely felt it too. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you go to that first meetup and everyone's oh, just yeah. way older than you and have way more money than you, like in my head, I'm just like, oh my gosh, what, what, what did I just get myself into? 100%. 100%. Yeah, awesome. And in my last question now, so, so years from now, how do you want your family and friends to remember you by? Wow. <laughs> dog bark. They want you to be a dog. That's that's how I <laughs> go get it. <laughs> so years from now, years I want from, my family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to repeat the question. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, so, so years from now, I mean, how do you want your family and friends to remember you by? Yeah, I think years from now, I want my friends, family, strangers, people to remember me as a go-getter, go-giver for sure. And someone who just takes massive action and, and, and just chases, chases my dreams, chases whatever I want and just crushing, crushing my limiting beliefs. But I also want to be someone to help other people crush their limiting beliefs. So th those are two of the huge things for me. No, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. No, thank you for sharing that. I know these, these questions you probably don't hear off like podcasts normally, especially like real estate podcasts. But yeah. like for me, it, it, it really just paints a picture about who you are as a person, like aside also from real estate, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, something that I, I feel like is always, that's always the narrative is when people are investing in like these syndications or you're raising money, people are right it's not, it's not just the deal that sells it. It's, it's the, oh, yeah. it's the operator and the end. And, and that, yeah, it's more of the operator and, and you as a person and your relationship with the person, than the, all the, all the knowledge you have about the deal and, and the, the, the asset. Yeah. And it, actually, no, since we're still talking about, about that too, I, I, I do want to uh, talk about just like when, when we're aligning our, our, interest have you ever had a time where you were working with somebody and their interests and and values and goals didn't align yeah i would say i would i would say definitely more than more in the beginning of me kind of getting started in just the networking stage uh -huh. something that happened 
a lot and that I wouldn't change at all. But something that I realized is I would be talking to these pretty high level people and they would say, Hey, can they, they would say, they would ask me if I could do something for them. Hey, can you write an article for me? Hey, can you, you know, comment on my comment on my stuff? It, it'll help me out. Just little things that honestly really helped me. And, and something that you hear a lot is people say like, don't say yes to everything. And I, I agree with that partially in the beginning, especially when you're young, you have a lot of time on your hands and you don't have a lot of knowledge is I was saying yes to everything. I was writing articles <laughs> for people. I was doing all these like little tasks, but it, and you know, that definitely wasn't my strength. I probably didn't align perfectly with what these people really wanted me to do necessarily, but it was just the fact of, I, I was from writing an article. I was doing so much research. I was learning so much. And yeah, so yes, in, in this situation, I, I, I didn't really align perfectly and it wasn't like a long-term thing, mm-hmm. but kind of just saying yes in the beginning when you have time, when you don't have a lot of knowledge, not right for everybody, but in my situation, that's something that, you know, things didn't align, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. But then you also like learn a little bit more about like, about yourself and what you do exactly. align with versus what you didn't align with. And then right. you wouldn't have been able to, to figure that out unless you went through the, this whole yes phase of yes, I'll do it. I'll do absolutely right. everything. Right. I mean, uh, a huge, huge learning process that, you know, especially when you, when you get, when you have the time, it's, it's all right. I mean, well, the worst that can happen is I lose a few hours from learning to write an article and you know, nothing really wrong with that. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. You're learning, you're learning as well. And you know, you're, you're also adding value to, to everyone that's going to be reading the article as well. Right. Right. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so from, so we, we, we dove a lot into your background, right. Uh, and your story. So from here now, like, is there, uh, what multifamily assets are, are you focusing on? What, in what area? Yeah. So kind of where I'm at right now and moving forward is I partnered up with a guy from my mastermind actually. Nice. And he lives right on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois in, cool. in Illinois, but right on the border. And we are targeting Madison, Wisconsin as our market. So we're doing, you know, we're, we're targeting anything from five units to 30 units. And we're, we're going direct to seller. And um, that's kind of the approach we're taking right now. We've gotten a few, a few warm leads. You know, we're working on some, some really exciting things. And something that we're doing too is for, and I'll, I'll tell, tell your audience, honestly, we're doing, so we're doing direct to seller and we're pulling different lists of people who fall into different categories. So if someone has high equity in their, in their multifamily apartment complex, right. chances are they're going to get a call from us, you know, <laughs> saying, Hey, you want to sell. Um, but that, that's kind of what's going on right now. And something super exciting. We've, get, we've gained a lot of traction and, and the next step for me, the next big step is just locking in a deal, going through that process. And that's, that's the next big, big thing that I'm excited for. No, that's awesome. And, and I'm sure it's going to happen sooner rather than later. It, and that's inspiring. Keep, keep going for it. I love it. I love it. Appreciate it. And, yeah. And for anybody that is interested in investing in Madison, Wisconsin, and for 55 to 30 units, I highly recommend that you reach out. What's the best a way for them to, to reach out to you. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a great way. 
Sorry. Link, LinkedIn <laughs> see, 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 came, out, came out of nowhere from my watch. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn's a great way. Look me up. And like we were talking about before, just send me a message. I mean, I, I get, I'm sure everyone gets this too. Everyone gets a bunch of LinkedIn requests. So if you just write a little note, Hey, I saw you on Taylor's podcast. Boom. You, you can expect a response from me that day or the next day. Uh, the other thing too is Instagram, the Bailey Kramer. Follow me on there. Connect with me. DM me. Love to connect with anyone from your audience. Awesome. And I'll definitely put those in the show notes as well. Uh, wherever this is posted, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. Uh, but, but I, to be honest, I haven't really thought of how to, how to end this show anyways. So, so I'm still working on the, on the, on this side, on this side of the podcast, but I will say Bailey, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, and, and, you know, even, even though we don't talk all the time, it's, it's always inspiring to hear what you're doing and, and see how you're put, putting yourself out there. And, and that, that five to 30 unit deal is, is going to be coming a lot sooner rather than later. So I'm, I'm stoked to see it. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. I really appreciate you having me on as a guest and love to see, you know, also what you're doing. And, and I'm happy that we're able to, to reconnect again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you again and, and have, a, have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays as well. Thanks, Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. If you got any value out of this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review the show, which will help more people receive that same value. If you're looking to connect and talk more about multifamily real estate, you can reach me at inrhythmmultifamily.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.